0: You think about like the 2008 financial crisis, subprime, mortgages, whatnot. Who came out of that looking good? Goldman Sachs, people like that. So they knew it was coming. And they got out and they were ready to take advantage of it. The same thing's happening now with climate change. All your big financial institutions already know that it's happening like JP Morgan, whatever. They're already shifting assets. Uh, using risk models that take into effect, um, you know, you see like insurance people are pulling out of Florida and California. now California. <laughs> um, so the the money the money knows what's happening, the big money, and so they're pushing down now towards the developer.
1: Hello, my name is Demetrius, and you are listening to Spaces Podcast express thank you for staying subscribed and coming back if you couldn't catch the previous limited time episode one of my announcements was that spaces is just on an extended break and will continue the show is going through an evolution so thank you so much for your patience i'm really excited about this new iteration and really think you'll enjoy it i'll keep you updated as the relaunch approaches so stay tuned And thank you again for your continued support and patience. Please stay subscribed and keep an eye out for more updates. Now, today's episode is from a conversation I had earlier this summer at the AIA Conference on Architecture. With recent events in California, I had to get this one published. If you're not aware, we're coming off of our first tropical storm. Yes, tropical storm in 80 years, which was nearly actually a hurricane and fires continue to ravage the state. By the way, there was actually also a 5.1 earthquake during our tropical storm, so we had an exciting weekend to say the least. In addition, this week, if you haven't heard, news also broke that another insurance company, State Farm, is joining Amgard Insurance, Falls Lake Insurance, and Allstate in either declining new applications or attempting to end their home insurance programs in California altogether. These weather events aren't limited to California, so these actions by insurance companies could spread across the country. The entire country, and the world for that matter, are experiencing extreme weather events, and certain regions could be at risk for similar actions by these companies. Which brings me to today's episode. I'm joined by Patrick Chopson, co-founder and chief product officer of Tool a web-based software for carbon energy cost analysis in architecture and engineering. We had a great conversation discussing the state of climate, and there's a surprising silver lining to everything that I've just previously mentioned. The financial risks that are at play are finally starting to spur sustainability efforts. But I'll let Patrick expand on that. Hello! You are listening to Spaces Podcast live from A23, AIA's architecture conference. And we are in San Francisco this year. Um, get a chance to record live from the expo floor. Uh, we partnered with RCAT uh, this year. We've done it a couple of times now, but uh, we partnered again with them this year. So we're at the RCAT booth sitting under the big red A. Uh, You cannot miss it if you're on the expo floor. Uh, Today I have Patrick Chopson with me uh, from Cove Tool and uh, I'm really looking forward to this Patrick. I know you guys have a lot of things in the news going on right now so we'll get to that in a second but thank you for joining me first off. Yeah super pleasure to be here and just talking with you. Uh, It's a very active expo
0: so um I'm I'm super happy we were able to connect, yeah.
1: Yeah. So first, tell our listeners a little bit about Cove Tool and, um, and what the product is.
0: Yeah. So Cove Tool is a web-based software for doing all your carbon, energy, daylight, cost analysis for architects and engineers. And then it's also a platform for uh, manufacturers to be able to run simulations inside their website to do complex trade-offs uh, so they can actually, you know, if you're an architect or engineer, you can also make a decision about our product as well.
1: Yeah. You guys are set up here on the floor uh, this year. How have you been received? How are, how's it going for this week? Yeah, it's tremendous excitement,
0: I think, because, you know, we've been working since 2017 to build our brand and get to know people. And, you know, architecture is very much a handshaky type relationship building <laughs> yeah, <laughs> type of thing. So um, I feel like just meeting people in person is like the key yeah. to being able to like move the needle when it comes to climate action or using some type of data to drive design. You really have to kind of help people feel like hey these guys got me yeah
1: yeah Yeah. so uh so coming into the convention i think it's probably i want to say like a week ago that i saw this on linkedin that uh you guys had a pretty big announcement you want to talk a little bit about that Yeah, yeah so
0: we've been working with ykkap and they're the first um, manufacturer of aluminum uh, facade elements to actually have our simulations embedded into their website, so you can do a full embodied carbon model energy in you know, a energy cost simulation that runs on our servers and then comes back to you inside their website. So you don't have to go to GoTool, you can actually see their products, you know, doing little sliders and yeah. seeing which what things meet your project criteria. So that's pretty cool.
1: Wow. So, um, so t- talk a little bit more about that. So. Give me uh, sort of a case study or or snapshot of what that experience is like. Are you looking at a specific uh, configuration of a facade or or how does that work?
0: Yeah, yeah. So typically, like for an aluminum framing system, there's like uh, you have like the windows, which is maybe like, you know, Vericon or something like that is like the person supplying the glass. But you're trying to figure out for the. For like the frame, what the dimension is, what the U value is, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, like manufacturers like KAP, they have like a lot of products. Uh, they have a lot of new products, and those new products are usually high performance, lower carbon, more energy performative. But the problem is, is that people still have old specs, and they've written them one way, and they forget to rerun the simulations again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they just keep doing what they done in the last project, and so for many manufacturers to get these new low carbon products out there into the marketplace. need to be able to demonstrate how they work or how they're better yeah and so like that's their so really for them uh if you're they want what they want to show is that if you use their premium product which is low energy low carbon that you'll actually be able to go for maybe a a slightly lesser spec on the glass Mm -hmm. uh, which then makes the overall assembly uh, of your window Mm -hmm. system cheaper
1: got it so that um so you it's for them or for a client, I guess. You're act- you're getting actual numbers. Yeah. You can see the difference clearly rather than um, sort of just marketing numbers that are out of, out, the, right. out of thin air. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times you just have. If you're an architect, I know as an architect myself, finding product specification information. Is so crazy. I mean, some you'll, there's good databases out there, but then in the a the day you're still kind of hunting around PDFs on a manufacturer's website. Mm-hmm. That can be like so challenging. Yeah. And so that that's what we're trying to help people say, like, hey, you don't have to fire, hire like ten consultants to figure out this question. Mm-hmm. This manufacturer can provide you all that, you know, for your specific project, for the square footage, the type of building it is, where it's at. Yeah. Here's the actual right product for you, and that's like really exciting.
1: So, I think you said that they're the first company to, to do this. So it sounds like you have plans or there's, there's opportunity to grow in more companies.
0: Yes, yeah, so we, we have other categories of products. Uh, anything that can be simulated in a building, we can simulate it. <laughs> okay. uh, so we have uh, other manufacturers that do things like uh, Juno, for example, they do like these uh, panels. They just raised a bunch of money to make these reusable panels. Uh, we have folks like, um, we've done store Enzo, those like wood, wood panel products for like CLT, things like that. So there's all these different ways that you could, you could do something, but they're the first aluminum, uh, frame system, uh, manufacturer. So like people like you think about like all the different major brands that are out there, they're all uh, <laughs> thinking now, Oh man, we should have some simulation inside our, our, our website now too. So it's kind of leading to like that change that you were looking for using economics to drive climate action. Yeah.
1: Turn your architectural designs into stunning, immersive experiences with Enscape. This innovative tool integrates seamlessly with your design software to bring your ideas to life in real-time, 3D, and VR. With Enscape, you'll experience instant rendering, have the ability to make design changes on the fly, and present your projects in stunning detail, ideal for architects, designers, and anyone passionate about visual storytelling and architecture. Dive into a new era of design visualization with Enscape. Visit Enscape3D.com to learn more. Are you NCARB certified yet? Join the network of over 45,000 architects who have the NCARB certificate and expand your professional reach. By becoming NCARB certified, you are demonstrating that you've met the national standards for licensure, a qualification that can be an important factor for firms when hiring and promoting. Certificate holders have a streamlined path to apply for a reciprocal license in all 55 U.S. jurisdictions, as well as access to an extensive library of free continuing education courses. Learn more at NCARB.org. So Patrick, as, as an architect at the intersection of technology and architecture, because you've created this, um, your company has created this this product, you are leading the charge. You're on the front lines of this conversation about sustainability. Um, where do you see that we are? Because it's a big conversation for uh, a big topic for us in the industry. Um, you know, as of the last few years, it's kind of really ramped up to a whole new level. But where do you see our profession at or the larger AEC industry on on where we're at with sustainability
0: oh yeah so like because we talk to not just architects engineers manufacturers we also talk to finance people developers you know what we're seeing right now is financial risk equals climate risk so when you see when now that that is hundred percent associated in the minds of you think about like the 2008 financial crisis, subprime mortgages, whatnot. Who came out of that looking good? Goldman Sachs, people yeah, like that. Yeah So they knew it was coming. Yeah. And they got out and they were ready to take advantage of it. The same thing's happening now with Five change. All your big financial institutions already know that it's happening like JP. Morgan, whatever. They, they're already shifting assets. Uh, using risk miles that take into effect um you know you see like insurance people are pulling out of Florida and now california, california. <laughs> <laughs> um so the the money the money knows what's happening the big money, and so they're pushing down now towards the developer and those developers are now feeling the heat of to deliver a low carbon project because there's a different there's a difference in the percentage of your loan based on how how low a carbon your project is for many people so like you, know, you kind of got your smaller developers who are like let's say you, you do like one apartment building per year or like five or six you know a smaller developer they'll be like ah that climate change thing i don't know about all that yeah but then when you go to try to get insurance you're like oh no you yeah. know i can't get insurance for my project yeah <laughs> so like you're starting to see that like everyone's waking up from the top down mm-hmm. And so you know i would say like over the last since i started in 2013 working on climate change type mm-hmm. things It took a long time. Like we've been punching up for a long time as architects or or people who care about this thing. Now it's coming from the top, and it's just being being, it's a hurricane force pulling you ahead. We also got the Inflation Reduction Act that has transformative regulations around buildings everywhere, like from the codes to like the federal um, buy American, buy low carbon, which then triggered a trade war basically with the European Union, Mm. where they adopted this thing called CBAM, which is the carbon border adjustment mechanism. Which is basically a tariff yeah. against like hot carbon materials, but basically imports from America. So that so now everyone is like really, you know, having to figure this out. And so manufacturers are freaking out, yeah. you know, and, and that kind of translates to architects waking up that it's not just a small percentage of projects now that are that have this sustainability thing. It's like oh, carbon, which is measurable. It's real. Yeah, it's not a you can't fudge mm-hmm. it. It has to be measured.
1: Yeah. Now, do you get any sense of kind of public perception of climate change? Um, and and this was recently in the news um, off of uh, the uh, old governor, uh, Schwarzenegger. I don't know if you saw when he was talking about how um, we shouldn't say climate change because no one understands that. Yeah. He was, I I didn't really agree with that we should say pollution because everybody knows what pollution is and that hasn't changed anything. But um, are you getting any sense of like a public, some people beyond finance and our industries?
0: I think, you know, people's perception, uh, like the majority of Americans, I think, was it now, like 69% of Americans believe that climate change is real, but a very small percentage of them feel like they can do anything about it. Mm. Whereas like architects and engineers... You know, that we're, con- we're like 0.003% of the global population, but we're controlling 40% of the carbon. <laughs> so it's like we can do something about it. We're in a position to make the change, yeah. but we can't make that change unless finance has decided that that change is worth paying for. Fin- sci- the finance has decided it's worth paying for now. Yeah. So now it's going to happen. Um, and that's why like, I recently became a dad but I was kind of waiting to see Interesting. where things were going to go. What's the long-term trend look like before I want to become a dad? Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of like for me the thing. About when I saw, you know, some of the trends, I'm like, okay, things are going to happen.
1: Yeah.
0: Stuff's going to change. Yeah.
1: Where Where do you get that kind of sense? Is it just from conversations, or yeah, are you seeing?
0: I I think it's when you start reading, or talk. Actually, it's not really reading. It's really actually having convers- <laughs> It's really having conversations with. Um, individuals who are in the position to know. Like for example, last year I went to a climate conference in Copenhagen, talked to the head of ESG for Goldman Sachs mm-hmm. and had that conversation with them and was like, Okay, oh that's what you're doing? Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is actually this happening. Is, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> you well know. that's that's promising. Yeah. I, I was uh, I was hoping you would give me good news. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that is good news. Um anything else you wanna share about um Cove Tool, what's what's next? What do you guys have coming up?
0: Yeah, I think the the future is going to be us just simplifying our simulations to be easier to use for everyone. Because you know, like you can build a lot of, we built a lot of stuff for the last few years trying to like make things complex things easy. Yeah. I think the next step is to go beyond a five button process to like one button. You yeah. Know, like that's really what where it has to be. It has to be so stupidly simple that like you just press a button and you get the answer. And I think AI and the rise of that, and, or incorporating that into our product like everyone's doing right now, is just going to continue to make it easier to query the software and say, hey, I'm trying to do this project, and here's what I'm trying to do, and I don't know really the right question to ask. Yeah. That's usually the problem that most people have, is they don't know what question to ask even. Mm-hmm. So if you can incorporate some kind of uh, you know, like chat GPT is what we're incorporating into our product, but that kind of large language model can help you ask questions in the right way, like say I want to do X, but I don't know how to ask this question or what simulations I need to run or what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to get that information to people, on what they need to do, and educating them, you know, in the privacy of their own workstation, is like where we're trying to get to.
1: Fantastic. So how can people find out more?
0: Yeah, just go to Cove Tools. Um, it's a, our name is also our web address. So uh, <laughs> the
1: tools with the S on the
0: end. Yeah, okay. yeah, and that helps people kind of like. You know, they can find all the resources there's videos' there's training but most importantly probably talking to someone yeah. is like from our team is really what you need because right now what we see is that as long as there's only five percent of people in our firm who are learning how to do some kind of like energy modeling or whatnot, it'll, you'll never see that change management of institutional change happen where you start making the money mm-hmm. from you know being a more informed designer. so it has to cross anything in life with technology has to cross about ten percent before you start see everyone doing it. And so that's what we need to get to in most firms. So That's what we're working on. But that, and for many design firms, that takes time, or if you're a small firm of like five people, if only one guy knows how to do it, it can be a problem for creating like that, oh, we're all thinking about the problem in a certain way. So,
1: yeah, and I think your tool is lowering that threshold, yeah. um, making it a lot simpler.
0: And and we've just been trying to integrate. So, you know, see so if you look at some of the companies that have been here at the expo, there's a lot of, Companies are using our, our daylight simulations inside their software. So, we have an API. So, that kind of idea of sharing, you know, being able to create interoperability between all the different platforms is something that we're really passionate about. We feel like that also continues to lower that barrier of entry to folks. So, Great. that's cool.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, Patrick. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. Really good chatting with you. Um, enjoy the last. Day, I think it is yeah, uh, of the conference, and good luck with everything.
0: No, this has been a pleasure. So good to talk to you. Likewise, Nice.
1: Thanks again for listening. Spaces is part of the Gable Media Network. You can check out similar content at GableMedia.com. That's G A B L Media.com. If you enjoy our show, you can support us in three simple ways for free. You can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or on your podcast app if it allows you to. Tell a friend and follow us on social media. Thanks for spending time with us. Talk soon.